0: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. feel good about driving, Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com.
1: Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm Sean McElroy, filling in for John today. You know, usually when you hear about car makers clashing with the government, it's over fuel economy, recalls, or safety regulations. But Nissan is getting a slap on the wrist from the Federal Trade Commission over deceptive advertising. This commercial featuring a Frontier pushing a dune buggy up a hill raised the ire of the FTC because it's something the truck can't do because cables were needed to pull off the stunt. However, Nissan isn't getting fined for the commercial. The company and its advertising agency, TBWA, have agreed not to use deceptive demonstrations in pickup commercials. But this is confusing to us because most car commercials exaggerate the vehicle's capabilities. So why did the FTC decide to pick on this one? Last year, Mercedes was the top luxury brand in the US. Part of the reason why it was able to suppress BMW was thanks to the launch of its new entry level vehicle, the CLA. That base price of just under $30,000 is helping to bring new buyers into the showrooms, which is exactly what it was designed to do. Heiko Schmidt, the head of compact cars at Mercedes-Benz USA, tells Autoline, and I quote, 8 out of 10 CLA customers is new to the brand. He also tells us that the CLA has helped lower the age of its customers by 10 years compared to the C-Class, the car it's replacing as the company's entry-level vehicle. And just in case you're not familiar with the Mexican car market, we thought we'd point out a few things because it's such an important part of the NAFTA region. Mexico is a giant export machine. Last year, there were one million vehicles sold in the country, but it built about three million vehicles, meaning two thirds of that production was exported around the world. Nissan was the top selling car company in Mexico with sales well over a quarter of a million vehicles. General Motors was the second largest automaker, followed by the Volkswagen Group. Ford just surpassed Chrysler to take the fourth spot, and Honda just squeaked past Toyota. The Mexican market also has a number of nameplates not sold just north of the border in the United States, such as Alfa Romeo, Renault, and Peugeot. And the Mexican market is growing as well, with sales up 7.7% last year, just slightly better than the U.S. You know, ever since Peter Schreier took over as Kia's chief design officer, we have seen the brand's design language go further than ever before. And that's very evident in the GT Stingers concept it showed off in Detroit. But should Kia's vehicles look like Hyundai's? Well, Schreier tells Autoline that it's important to keep the designs different from one another. But he also points out that it's a good thing to have two brands within one company competing because it makes them eager to beat the other and that will keep the designs fresh and ultimately make the company stronger. Tesla just announced pricing of the Model S in China. The car will cost $121,000 when equipped with an 85 kilowatt-hour battery pack. That's about $40,000 more than in the U.S., but the added cost is due to taxes, custom duties, and transportation costs. And in other luxury news, pricing for the new Cadillac Escalade was just revealed. The SUV will start just under $73,000, including destination charges. That's about $8,000 more than the previous model, but the new one comes standard with things like magnetic ride control, LED headlights and taillights, and 20-inch wheels. Coming up next, a look at why Honda thinks that fleet sales are worse than the plague. Dow
0: Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate Structural Adhesives. Lighter,
1: stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Last year, Honda increased sales in the U.S., but its market share dipped slightly. Honda claims that's because the company focuses mainly on retail sales as opposed to fleet sales. In the following clip from Autoline this week, Mike Acciavitti, the Senior VP of Automobile Operations for American Honda, explains why the company avoids fleet sales like the plague.
0: We don't chase market share, Uh, what we look for is continual steady growth. Um, Retail share is important, retail Sales are important because that reflects the true demand of the customer, the, of the marketplace. Right? Fleet sales are you know some guy giving a phone call to a fleet manager at some you know rental car place and, and we, they dump a bunch of cars, and that doesn't really reflect the demand for the for the vehicle. What we see with true retail demand is customers are putting their hard-earned money down. It helps us protect the residual value of that customer's investment. And we win awards from the likes of Edmonds, from ALG, from Kelly Blue Book, because we have these high residual values. So it's important for our customers that we maintain this retail strategy. But, Mike, some people would argue, certainly Ford would, uh, that that fleet sales are pretty profitable. There's fleet and there's fleet. Uh, fleet sure, man, sure, the industry got itself in a lot of trouble dumping it into daily rentals. But I think Ford would go out there and GM and say, wait a second, we're making tons of money going into government fleets and corporate fleets and the like. And this is the philosophical difference, Paul, is that, uh, yeah, companies have found a way to, to make fleet profitable, which is great for the company. But Honda's philosophy is on what's great for the customer. And for the customer... Uh, slow fleet strategy is better because of the high residual values that it produces. It helps us as well because when people are putting their money down, real people, and they have great experiences with Honda, they're talking about it and they're sharing great word of mouth, and that helps us with uh, get our marketing message around to the rest of the consumers. Whereas if you're selling to commercial fleets, you don't really get that word of mouth advertising. But when, when you have the new version of the Ridgeline come back in a year and a half, Wouldn't you like to have some fleet to get that vehicle out there as a serious competitor in the truck market? We don't look at uh, fleet as uh, necessary for us to achieve our sales objectives, even with the truck. Absolutely.
1: Also joining John for that show is Paul Eisenstein from the Detroit Bureau and Michelle Krebs, an independent writer and consultant. And of course, you can watch that entire interview right now on our website, autoline.tv. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks for watching.